Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Rudy Sarzo, who's a legend. I mean, just a genuine, iconic, real rock and roll Hall of Fame level legend. First generation uh, Cuban immigrant who just, the combination of incredibly hard work belief and a kind heart will take you places and i do believe that time and time again and and the band names that you associate him with a quiet riot ozzy deal white snake and it goes on and on but those i mean you're talking about really a part of that 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 parthenon of of, of rock royalty it, it's real like you couldn't have watched a video uh in the 80s without seeing rudy sarzo i mean it's and and the bass lines and, and the songs that he contributed to. Born November 18th in Cuba, he has played bass guitar in some of the most influential and commercially successful heavy metal bands of the last several decades. His name is Rudy Sarzo. touring with the likes of Dio, Blue Oyster Cult, and the Guess Who. He rejoined Quiet Riot last year to carry on the band's legacy at the behest of the late Frankie Benali, and yesterday saw the release of a new video and recording of a previously unreleased Quiet Riot song, I Can't Hold On, featuring Benali on drums, and vocals from the late great Kevin Dubrow. Please welcome, legendary bassist and friend of the show, Rudy Sarzo. Sarzo, how are you this morning? Johnny, my brother, how you doing? I, I am blessed. I am so blessed. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's been time to reflect. Not that, not, not that I don't every day, but this is a deeper reflection because it's not, as, it's, it's inward reflection and then it's outwards because I get to talk to you about it. Uh, no, it, it is. It's it just, you just think I, it, there's a point where you go, man, I'm just so lucky to be here. And I, and I mean, I really feel that way every day of my life. Yeah. You know, and with that, I believe that it brings responsibility 
that one of the reasons why we're still here is so we can celebrate the memory of those who have gone before us. Indeed. Indeed. And you think about, you know, uh, it's for, losing Frankie and Kevin. It just, it, it's a crazy thing. It's, you know, there was such a part of your life and, and true family. I mean, there was fighting and love and brotherhood and success and ups and downs and everything that you experienced with, with family. And, uh, and, and man, there'll never be another pair of those guys. I mean, they were, they're just, they're just never going to make another couple fellows like that. Yeah, you know, you're so spot on. You know, I, I, I always consider a band the family that you pick. Right. You know, and I got to tell you, uh, I don't know if, if, you know, many of your of your listeners or, you know, because I'm talking about something that happened 40 years ago. And I'm talking about, you know, your listeners remembering this or being aware of this. Uh, you know, when Randy Rose died 40 years ago, you know, March 19th, I I lost the joy of playing. You know, I happened to be playing with Ozzy at the time, sure. and it was never ever the same. You know, for any of us in that band, you know, and yeah. uh, so so you know, I was going on stage and just trying to survive every single show. I I, I it was forty years ago. I I I've learned the the meaning of it of what I must do to carry on. But back then, I had no idea. Uh, and, and when I got the call from Kevin to come in and just record on Thunderbird, which is a song that I used to play with him and his band Dubrow right before I joined Ozzy, and I was living with Kevin at the time right before I joined Ozzy, and then Frankie, uh, this year marks 50 years, 50 years that I met him, and immediately we started playing together. So by the time, 40 years ago, we have been playing on and off for 10 years. We left Florida together, moved to Chicago, played the whole circuit in the Midwest, moved to L.A. We survived, you know, tried to survive together, living together in L.A., you know, in different bands. And then, you know, we, we had to, like, split in order to, to for us to survive. And I wound up in Ozzy, and Randy's passed on, and, and I walk into the studio to record Thunderbird, and there's Frankie playing drums. He had been playing drums with uh, Kevin and Dubrow. And of course, here's here's Kevin, who I already played with him in Choir Riot, the Randy Rose version of the band. Lived with him and played, and you know, and was a member of his band, Dubrow, right before I joined Ozzy. So I I felt, wow, I got my family back. Right, right. Because when Randy passed, and those of you don't know, like Randy was destined to be a great. I mean, he was certainly a great when he passed. But I mean, there's a Jimmy and Eddie and Angus and Randy. Randy was was destined to be. Uh, someone who changed music, and he was he was Ozzy's uh, saving angel. He was uh, brilliant. I think he was a sweet young guy who had everything in the world going. I mean, he was he was good, a good human by all accounts. Every story you hear about Randy Rhodes was always about his. He had a great great sense of humor. He had a, a, a kind heart, and he loved playing, and he loved Ozzy. And Ozzy, most importantly, had found a friend, a, a real kindred spirit that he just didn't have in Sabbath. Yeah, I got to say, you know, for as much as Ozzy did for Randy's career, uh, Ozzy learned a lot, or at sure. least he was exposed to a lot of musical integrity. See, Randy, it, it was it's the, more, the most rare rock musician I've ever played with, and I'll tell you why. He was born into a musical family. He was playing classical music and reading music and getting, you know, in, uh, learning academia from his family at the school that they built, a place called Musonia, which is still standing in North Hollywood. 
and uh, so he was a, a he was a musician before he even picked up an electric guitar. And then you know, as a kid, you know, you uh, rock and roll became our, our social network, and so we wanted to be in rock bands so we could socialize and meet, you know. Sure. You know, hang out with the guys and meet girls. Right. You know, yeah, of course. Perfect combination. Yeah. It still is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, uh, and so, you know, with, with Randy, it was that. So, so you know, once he joined Quiet Riot, of course, he had to, like, kind of, like, keep his classical influence, you know, in, in the background. And then once he joined Ozzy, Ozzy said, hey, you know, just be yourself. And that's where he was able to bring all that classical influence into his composition and just open up a whole different field of, uh, of, of metal, you know, very incredibly sure. influential, but his musical integrity was like nobody else's that I've ever met to the point, no. to the point that at one time, Ozzy, you know, I mean, it became known as the speak of the devil record with the re-recordings of the black Sabbath material That's right. by Ozzy, you know, and, um, and Randy refused to do it. He yeah. says, I'm not going to do that. You know, I already recorded with you uh, Blizzard of Oz and Diary of a Madman. I'm a, this, is, this is not good. This is not good for me. And so he gave Ozzy notice that he was going to just, you know, go back to school and get his master's in music. I've never met a musician that has yeah. ever done that. No, no, no. That, and it was integrity, not ego. Oh, absolutely. Yes. It's total musical integrity. Yeah. You know, once he got the uh, the award, and it was uh, December, what is it, 30, 30, yeah, yeah, 31st, and, uh, and no, 30th, the day before New Year's Eve, December 30th, 1981, he received the, the Guitar Player Magazine Best New t uh, guitar, uh, guitar Player Award. Crazy. And it, it, it just changed it. He realized people are listening to what I'm doing. Because remember, 40 years ago, there's no social media. That's right. Nobody's, you know, posting your, your videos on YouTube. You know, it was all word of mouth. You right. Know, from one fan to another by Randy Rhodes. And before you know it, uh, you know, people are, you know, he is the new guy. You know, but he had no idea because, you know, there was no media about it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, and and, he, and impossible to follow, and and of course the most tragic end in, in in rock and roll. Like, you know, that day will never be clear. It'll never, n nobody will ever have any more clear view or understanding than you. You, you know, they they what they woke it up. The bus driver was a pilot. They'd parked their their bus there overnight, and and he he even grabbed you and said, "Hey, we're gonna go, we're gonna go fly in this guy's plane." He had a plane where where you guys were overnighting, and you said, "No, I'm not gonna go," and and. And he went, and 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 then what? Whatever happened in those moments following, you know, you, I, I know we've spoken about this before. You believe that pilot, did, he didn't have any, he didn't want to harm Randy, but he was he was mad at his wife. Well, uh, I mean, there are certain circumstances that I really, you know, don't want to go too deeply into sure. because you know what? Every every time that that I that I talk about it, I have to go there. Okay, I, I do understand even, that. Yes, I do. You know, and it's so, you know, I actually wrote a book about it, you know, 15 years ago. Yes. And yeah. it's, it's, it's not just about that, wheels. but it's about everything, you know, my, my experience with Randy. But I go into deep details. And uh, so why my perception of what happened, it is what I believe happened, you know. It's, it's but, called uh, Off the Rails. I'm holding it in my hand right now. Off the Rails, aboard the crazy oh, yeah. train in the, the Blizzard of Oz. Yeah. And it is, 
It is a it's a great book. If you're a rock and roll historian, if you if you want to hear it firsthand, and, and it, it is beautifully written. It really is. It's you know the the idea. Like as I was reading back through it, going, wow. When you met Sher- when you got a chance to play an Aussie, Kevin DeBro, who I would have told you if you'd asked me, what do you think Kevin's response was when I got asked to leave and go with Aussie? And I'd have said, oh, he he'd be mad. He, he said, you got to do it and don't f it up. Oh yeah, no, no, no. He yelled at me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it was like, oh boy, I really screwed up, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, he yelled at him because he didn't take the gig at first. Isn't that right? Well, he yelled at me. You know, he, he, but the main reason was because he he made me realize that it, it would have been a, a chance, an opportunity to actually play with Randy again. Yeah. And I said, oh man, I really screwed this up, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's. And then you know you fast forward and and you guys. So how did the new song come together, Rudy? It, I know you found some tape uh, from the rehab record, and and it was it was an unfinished song that you guys had been working on. Okay, this is you know I when we started working on it, I had just basically rejoined the band. I would I wouldn't even recall if I if I had done a show because first I rejoined the band, and there was some other show, some other commitments that Chuck. You know, with Quiet Riot and myself with with the Guess Who, and so it was kind of like the cross fading period. But but uh, uh, Alex says, "Hey, listen, I just I, I I rediscovered this track that I actually recorded with Kevin and Frankie back in uh, you know 15 years ago, and around 15 years ago. And uh, so, what do you think? You know, because we were just listening to a bunch of songs because we were you know." As a matter of fact, we have recorded some other tracks uh, that you know people don't, might not even be aware of because you know we're not we're not at the point that we're going to present those songs. But right. this one, this is something that we really wanted to put out because we needed uh, uh, we needed to basically you know for Regina it's very important. I, I said it's for all of us, but sure. you know I mean I just, the pain that I feel of losing. Kevin and Frankie and Randy is a brotherhood, and with Regina is, you know, that's that's her other half. Right, right. As, as, as Frankie's wife, and she know? was she so, was as as good a human being to Frankie and was there with him. I mean, all absolutely. the way, all the way. I, I trust me. I, I I witness I witness the pain and I witness the devotion. Uh, in in uh, Frankie's final final hours. And and final days, I was there. She made it possible for me to be present for that, and I'll, I'll be forever grateful. And uh, so it, it it was very 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 important that not only it's it's about the song, but also about the video content. You know, because yeah. again, like like you know, we mentioned we we need to we need we need to document, you know, the importance in our lives. Yes. Of, of Frankie and Frankie and Kevin. Yeah. No, yeah. I go back, and, and it's funny. You, you never forget how much you loved a band or or a sound, but then I'll just catch some odd track of Kevin singing, and, I, and it'll always remind me, like, what a, what a superior voice he had. What a truly, like, superior ability he had. That, that uh, He just was, I mean, it was, it was awe-inspiring. Yeah, absolutely. You, you know what, what? What was really interesting? It's uh, uh, 
I, I, you know, people ask me about Kevin. I said, well, I actually play with three different Kevins. You know, I play the Kevin Dubrow from the Randy Rose version of Quiet Riot, where uh, what he did on stage was actually put the focus on Randy Rose. And he was kind of like the ringmaster, you know, yeah. of uh, Kevin. You know, and then Randy left, and he's like, okay, now I'm going to, I guess I have no choice but to concentrate on me. And that and that was his big musical growth period, that Dubrow period. And, and I got to play with him, and I was living with him. So I was there when he was coming up with, you know, parts for songs, and says, what do you think, you know? Or, you know, he, he, he uh, I, you know, we were just throwing ideas around, you know, like like guys in a band do, and they happen to be living together. This is, this is you know, at that, you know it, it, in that period, it was all about the music. It was not about anything else but the music. It was all about the music. How are we going to get a record deal? How are we going to move forward? You know? Yeah. And, uh, and, and then you have the Kevin Dubrow, uh, the metal health version of Kevin Dubrow, which was, you know, going into the real world with a number one record. And, you know, it, with me, it was a little bit different because I already have been there with Ozzy. So I, I saw a lot. I experienced a lot. Uh, but 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 with Kevin, it was a little bit different. It was his first exposure to that level. Indeed, and Kevin, he was the mouth that roared. He just he uh, you know <laughs> you, you never wondered what Kevin thought. You never wondered what his opinion was. You know he uh, it, it was it was awful and wonderful at the same time. Like uh, the one thing I learned <laughs> over the years of, of being friends with him was like he could really hurt your feelings, and and I don't think he even meant to. You know. <laughs> Put it this way, you know how it's become popular to cancel people today. Yeah, I think he was one of the first guys to get canceled. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he really was, man. He he yeah, he, he, he was he was yeah, he was the mouth that roared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I sure do. I, I miss him all the time. I still look at his number in the phone and think about that. And Frankie, and Frankie, of course, was the glue, man. Frankie was really, truly the yeah. glue. Absolutely, but you know, he always was. Uh, you know, like for the 50 years that, that, you know, this year being the 50th year that I met him and we started playing together, that was it. You know, he, because he had the goods, because when Frankie says something, and this goes back to like my original time working with him, because, you know, here I am in Miami, you know, playing with a bunch of other Cuban refugees. This is what, this is what we were doing, playing rock and roll, our own right. version of rock and roll. And then it's really funny because in, in Florida, you have like Dade County and Broward County. Broward County was where all the Americanos lived. You know, right. Dade County was like the Cubans in Miami. And so as soon as I started like going over, over, over to Fort Lauderdale, which is where I met Frankie, it was a whole different music scene, you know, and it was like the real deal. It was like British, uh, British invasion, rock and roll, not latin american rock and roll right, like, right, sure. like we were doing you know and i learned so much from frankie you know and and every time he spoke he said something i listened and i learned from it you know he exposed you know he used to work at, at a uh, music uh, a record store record store in Lauderdale. so so he had he could bring in imports records that were not available in the record store because he would he would order them he would order like a couple of a couple of pieces of records that were like really rare. Yes. And he would order one for the store and one for himself. And he would bring it home. And I would come over and listen to all these bands I had never heard of. And we tried to kind of like be influenced by that. Sure. 
Well, no, and, and that was that was such a great joy in that because pre-social media and internet, you had like Kerrang! magazine. There were, there were a certain amount of, of magazines that you had to w- get from Europe because that would tell you what was happening over there. Otherwise, you only know what they fed you in America. And so you'd have your hit paraders, cream, circus. But then if you could get your hands on a Kerrang!, then you, then you had to seek out all of those bands. Absolutely. Do you know the origin of Metal Health, the lyrics? I do not. Okay, let me tell you. Okay, and, and this is case in point to what you were talking about. So here's Kevin, while, while Randy and I were with Ozzy, you know, touring all over the world and playing, you know, on tour, we had like Motorhead opening up for us. We had uh, Def Leppard opening up for us. And then we went to England and, you know, we were touring with Saxon. We were touring with a band called Girl, which Phil Collins. Oh, yeah, Phil Collins, from, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was it Bernie? And Bernie was it Phil Lewis? And that, that's where he joined yeah. Torme. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is where, when we actually got the exposure of what, like, wow, there's a new wave of metal coming. And nobody in L.A. knew about it or even care, at least in the music industry, right? right? Okay, so every time we took a break, Randy and I would land in the LAX, go straight to Kevin's place, pick him up, take him to the Rainbow, and give him a report. Because it was very important <laughs> for us yes. to see Kevin succeed because, we, you know, we were here already. You know, this is our family, the Quiet Riot family. We wanted to be successful, you know, for Randy and me. So, you know, in one of our trips... We came back and we told Kevin, listen, you're not going to believe this. We, we just play, uh, we're playing in the UK, and the fans, they will come to the front of the stage and bang their heads on the stage <laughs> as we're playing. <sighs> so, you know, you could see Kevin's wheels are turning, banging your head. Wow. And that is the origin of banging your head. And <laughs> <laughs> you think about the fact that that, you know, you're still, everybody uses the same term, headbangers. It's still headbangers yeah. ball. I mean, you guys coined yeah, that exactly. original phrase. It all started with you guys. Yeah. That's just. Yeah. And Kevin wrote that song. He used his imagination because we only gave him so. I mean, we could only, you know, explain so much about what was going on. And he, I, you know, it became an anthem for a whole generation. Yes. Oh, are you kidding? I can tell you where I was. We were talking about this earlier. My friend Richard Hughes and I went up to smoke cigarettes at a pile, probably 15 <laughs> years old. And he had a boombox, and he goes, you got to listen to this. He had a cassette of Metal Health, put it in, and we listened to the first side, second side. And, and I, can, I remember sitting there in the dirt with a fishing pole in my hand or this pond, smoking cigarettes like a little, little you know, just a juvenile delinquent. But hearing all of those songs the first time, and, and it's like a, it was like a, a revelation, Rudy. Like, it was a life changer. I knew for sure it was, it was one of my favorite new bands, for sure. But but it changed everything because all I knew prior to that was what was being fed to me on the radio. So yeah, absolutely. So those cha- I mean, those moments like you know, Quiet Riot truly changed music, and and so did Ozzy. Truly changed music. White Snake truly oh, changed. White Snake truly changed music and video medium, which is what it had launched into pre-social media. You know, you look at, at these at these bands that you were involved with, and as as you look back, like. I mean, truly, and, and I know you're a very humble guy, but you are part of a genuine rock royalty and, and true legend. You're way too kind, Johnny. No, no I really mean it. I, I, um, I was watching you on stage with, with the guys at Quiet Riot not that long ago at the casino and just thinking, look how great, and just listening and hearing and watching the audience, their face, full packed house, 
Everybody sounds great. You are on fire. Just the whole thing worked. And and I was just, it made me happy. You know, for whatever reason, it just made me incredibly happy to watch that. Thank you. Thank you, Jerry. But you know what? Just just to give you a little feedback about, about what you experienced. I, like, like I mentioned before, it took me decades to realize what my responsibility and, and everybody who's in a band who have lost band, you know, bandmates, brothers, sisters, it's to celebrate. It's really a celebration to go it on is. stage. So what I do, what I do now, and, and, and I got to tell you, writing, writing off the rail really took me down that road, that path of realization of what it is. Like, like I just explained, you know, yep. I, I had Randy in, in my mind when I was writing the book. It took me about a year and a half. And, and it got to the last chapter, chapter 18, that he's alive. And, and, and I didn't want to let him go. And my publisher called me and said, listen, man, you know, you got to finish that chapter because, you know, otherwise you're never going to finish this book. So I, I, you know, I did. I let him go. I finished that chapter and moved on. And then the next one is about the crash and then the closure. And once I wrote the end, I got this sense of like, oh, my God, all of this experience as, that I've been carrying since 1982 it's now it's on paper, and and I can actually not let go of the of of the of the experience, but let go of the pain. The right. pain was lifted off me, you know. And when you go from pain and you're not in pain anymore, you can really enjoy the pleasure of celebrating and making the music, which is what every single night I plug into. Sure. I used to be afraid of going back. And by then I realized that I go, well, you know what? It's always now. And now it's time to celebrate the memory. Always, always. And and I think the other thing, Rudy, is I think we feel guilty when, when someone we love tragically is snatched away from us and we survive it. I think there's there's a real guilt that we have to work our way through. Why why oh. why him and why not me? Why, why, why am I still here? And, and I, I heard that coming out of Ozzy's lips. Immediately, immediately. That's one of the first things that he, that, that he uh, you know, what is it called? It's seven stages of grief, you know. Uh, you know, people grieve in different ways. You know, Ozzy had a whole different way of grieving. And, and I truly believe that he hasn't gotten over it yet. No. And he, he probably never will. No. We have not gotten over it completely. But I, I, I've been able to reach certain steps that I'm getting at, that I am at the point that I, you know, that I am right now, like I was telling you, you know, it's all about, you know, celebrating the memory and, and, and the musical contributions and the legacy of, you know, for Frankie and, and Kevin and Randy. Yeah, no, and you guys, you got to find the, uh, I can't hold on, jump online guys and, and find this new Quiet Riot release. It's called I Can't Hold On, but watch the video. It's that, it really is, the imagery is beautiful. And, uh, and I hope you all check it out. It's it's. I'm glad you guys decided to let that out into the world because I think it is another great way to honor people. Yes, I mean it's, it's as much as as the band as it is uh, Regina's. Yes, you know her desire to to you know because she put together that video. When I say put together, I mean that you know it's it's really a musical shrine to the memory of Frankie and Kevin because. You know, there's there's uh, visuals, there's imagery right. and videos that actually Regina took uh, when 
when I, when Frankie called me over to come to come to over to his house, I had no idea what it was about. So I walk in and he takes me over to the you know the back, uh, and tells me about that he has been diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. And I I have you know my I'm I'm there with Frankie. My back it's it's not it's it's turned toward you know. To Regina, so I can't see her, but she was actually capturing the moment, Ooh. that moment, and I am so grateful that she did. I was, I had no idea. But then she's a filmmaker, you know. She yes. she directed the uh, the you know the Quiet Riot uh, documentary. Well, well, now you're here. You know? Yep. Yeah, and and so this, you know she can't help it. She's she's this is what she does. She captures moments, and for her to to uh, I, I can't even imagine how emotional it was for her to actually go back and go through footage that she has of Frankie, uh, the good times and the bad times and put them all together into a beautiful story. Yes. There's a storyline to it, you yeah. know? I, uh, and I told you this before, when, when, when the documentary came out, Quiet Riot, Well, Now You're Here, Frankie had written me this, this beautiful letter, and, uh, and I've saved it, a beautiful handwritten letter, and now, about a couple times a year, I'll, I'll go upstairs in the closet where I keep everything, and I'll open the bag, and it's, it's got some documentary things in it. I'll open the envelope, and I'll pull it out, and I'll read it, and it just makes me feel better. And, you know, it's just, it, it just because it's, it was actually his. You know what I mean? Like, you go, this was, this was whatever it makes you feel. It just, you, you feel connected again. You know, there's a, there, there's a scene in the documentary where I'm in the kitchen. Frankie had just brought over. <laughs> some of his famous lasagna and uh which I'm pretty sure at some point you have tasted his lasagna. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And uh and and he's 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 got doubts about carrying on without Kevin, you know, and, and and I tell him, listen, if you don't do it, nobody else will. You know, you have to you know, it's 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 your responsibility That's right. to carry on, you know, with the memory the the of, of, of Kevin. You know, and so basically, I, I've taken my own advice. When I told him that, it, it's like I said, you know, it, that, that documentary was maybe 10, 12 years ago. Yes. Uh, that that thing was shot. And today, it, I, that's, that's exactly how I feel. If I don't do it, you know, who who else can? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm the member of Choir Riot, you know, that, that since Kevin has passed, passed on, I'm the only one that actually played with both bands. Yeah, of course. The Randy Rose version and the Metal Hill version. Um, and I, I, I'm the only one that got to play with Randy in, in Ozzy, you know. Uh, so it brings I, I've been there. Great I, I, I've been there, and, 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 that, and this is my home, you know. Yes, of course. And no, it's your legacy. It's, it's, it's what you created with those fellas. And... It's 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 it, you you bring people happiness. You, it, it it's on fire. It, it it fires on all cylinders. I, I man, I hope you do it until until you just don't feel like it anymore. Which by the way, I, I can't even imagine you ever saying I'm going to go sit at home because that's just not you. <laughs> by the way, uh, everybody's good. Family's good. Uh, animals oh, are good. We're so blessed. We're so blessed. We're so blessed. But you know what? It, it's interesting you brought something up because uh, you mentioned about sitting at home. And, I, and I've learned how to balance my life. So I sit at home on Mondays and Tuesdays. The rest of the week, 
It's all quite right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Listen, you need you need at least Monday and Tuesday just to just to <laughs> detox off of King Jizzo, Jizzo, Jizzy Pearl himself. But <laughs> it was so good to see him. Like, dude, that guy. We got some great, great old school stories together, Pearl and I, and I. And you guys, you you can tell he's so comfortable with you, and he's so happy to be with you, and I. And and that makes me happy oh. for him. Like I I can see for the first time in a very long time that guy really. He feels it, and you can tell he's happy. And that's, you know, Jizzy, he's cynical. That's just the first thing you know about him. And he Absolutely, re- and I, I'm so blessed to go on stage with them. Yep. Uh, because really, it, it's been an evolution. You know, Alex Grossi, he's been with a band for, for 20, 20 plus years. Yes. You know, Kevin picked him. Kevin is the one who says, yes, you're going to be the, the third guitar player in Choir Riot. Yep. You know, and, and then Jizzy. He's been, you know, with uh, Frankie, yep. you know, so he was, he's been there. He's been in the band on and on for like maybe 10, 15 years. And, and Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Kelly. Yes. Was handpicked by Frankie, you know, so I walk into a situation that everybody that is, that has been there before I return has been picked by those who are no longer with us, by Frankie and by Kevin. Yep. Uh, listen, I hope you have a beautiful holidays. Yeah, what are you guys doing over Christmas? What are you gonna? You got everybody coming to yours? Well, we go? got yeah, we got yeah, we got three more shows this weekend up in Wisconsin and South Dakota, and then we come home for the holidays, and then our first show of next year, celebrating forty years of metal hell. So it's um, it's in Key West. Excellent. Oh, that's it's right. A big festival out there. Yeah, yeah I know yeah. the guys putting that on. That's the Rocklahoma guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that, I'm, I actually may be at that show. I may try to. I'm, I, I was just oh, talking wow, to those awesome. guys. Oh man. So I. Uh, I, I, I if go I ahead. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I'm hanging too well. Yeah, it's yeah, it's uh, it's because it, this is the second year I think that they've done it. So it's either the second or yeah. the third year. And uh, I think it's going to be fantastic. It's right in the middle of Key West. They have a giant killer stage, and you couldn't find a better place to spend January. That's a fact. Yeah, so we're doing that. That's how we're opening up 40 years of mental health. All right, listen, I love you, and I, I just I, – thanks, man, for always just being a friend and just always just being you. I'm a huge fan of you just as a human being, man. Me too of you, Johnny. Me too, man. And thank you so much for your support, you know, all these years. It's uh, – it's incredible. You're 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 part of the family of the Quiet Riot family. Um, I love and you. You know that. Thank you. I uh, I love you too, Johnny. I'll talk to you soon, man. Hold on a second. Hey there, the great, the legend, Rudy Sarzo. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 